Customer experience. It's what sets some of the best companies apart from the rest, yet it can often be hard to achieve. Tune in monthly as we uncover the secrets behind great customer experience. This is Experience Better, the CX Podcast. Hi, everyone. You're listening to Experience Better, the CX Podcast. I'm your host, Alfred Sawatsky, Director of Product Management at Kubra. Just a note about our recording today. At the time of recording, we're in the midst of a global response to the coronavirus pandemic. And since we're all doing proactive social distancing, none of us are in the studio and we're all recording from our various uh, homes or offices. So the sound quality might not be as good as what you're used to in other episodes. But I apologize for the lower audio quality, but uh, let's do this thing and let's get to the show. Utilities spend a lot of time, money, and effort in offering tools that help improve customer communications and the overall customer experience. But do customers even know these tools exist? Research suggests that oftentimes they don't. Today, we're here with marketing expert Allison Copeland to walk us through how to promote your customer experience tools to ensure that your customers are fully aware and benefiting from these offerings. Allison Copeland is the Senior Director of Marketing at Kubra. She oversees the company's corporate communications, events, digital strategy, social media, product marketing, and more. With extensive knowledge in the utility industry, She's focused on offering companies the best resources and market intelligence available to accomplish their goals. Thanks for being here today, Allison. Thanks, Alfred. I'm happy to be on the show. So today we're talking about marketing. But since utilities primarily operate in a monopoly, they don't necessarily have to put effort into gaining new customers. So why is marketing valuable to utilities? Right. Good question, Alfred. Um, There's really been a shift in utilities over the years. They've really gone from thinking of their customers as ratepayers, if you will, to customers that have choices. And in fact, at this point, they do have choices. They have things like solar and home batteries, for example, that they they can uh, turn to. And utilities need to be prepared to compete. Um, So with that, with this change um, in the way that they're thinking, utilities are now focused on metrics such as J.D. Power's scores, where they uh, focus on customer satisfaction and customer experience. Um, Just a few interesting stats to sort of kick us off here. Um, Some interesting research from Chartwell found that given a choice, 46% of customers would stay with their utility. 6% would leave and 48% would leave only if there was a lower price option. They looked at those who would stay because that's really what they want and found some interesting things. So they looked at the people that said that they would stay and they found that they were 15% more likely to say that their utility was easy to do business with and they were 24% more likely to say they were satisfied. So what we found is being easy to work with, such as offering simple tools for managing your account and paying bills is important, but even more important is how satisfied customers feel. Uh, For me, however, the real key finding was that simple awareness of self-service offerings like those actually improve satisfaction. Customers didn't even actually need to use the services for their satisfaction to improve. So I thought that was really interesting. So it's important to 
um, for customers to not only have easy to use services like more and more utilities are offering, but it's also important that customers are aware of these services. Um, so that's great. But what exactly should utilities be marketing to their customers to make them more aware of these services? Right. Well, it's really important that utilities promote all of their customer experience tools and services. So if they're offering things like on-demand payments, mobile apps, alerts, or outage maps. Um, some of the other interesting research we found, um, actually from Chartwell as well, showed there was a big disparity between what customers were aware of and what utilities were actually offering. So I'll give you a couple examples. So only 39% of customers were aware um, that their utility had an online outage map. However, actually 96% of utilities have maps. Um, at the same time, only 52% of customers were aware that their utility offered the ability to report an outage through their website, but 92% of utilities actually offer that capability. Um, and also, just 31% of customers know that their utility offers a mobile app. Um, of those that actually do offer mobile apps. However, 57% of utilities actually do offer one. So kind of interesting. Yeah. So, I mean, I've been in the utility industry, you know, for over 20 years. And I know, you know, I know that utilities have outage maps. I know that they have mobile apps. I know that you can report outages besides just calling in. But even I, uh, being in the industry, couldn't tell you right away how I would get at that for my uh, electric provider. I mean, I could guess based on some experience that I had, but but to actually know where you should go, let's say there's an emergency or you want to report an outage, that's probably the, the worst time to learn. You should know it ahead of time. Um, so even if I've been in the industry, I don't necessarily know where to find these things. And then you can just extrapolate that to other customers where they have a lot of unknown unknowns. Like they don't even know what they don't know about outage maps and mobile apps. So utilities are spending a lot of time and resources on these tools that customers want. I mean, I know I've helped build a bunch of them. But at the end of the day, many customers don't even know that they exist. Or if they do, they, they wouldn't really know where to look. Um, I mean, do you have thoughts on that? Yeah, so, you know, it really is important that um, they give customers the tools they need and the information they need to find the resources when they need them. So, um, as we saw in the research, this is extremely important because this is actually what's driving the customer satisfaction rates. So, for online start and stop service, satisfaction, when a customer actually was aware that that was um, available was actually up by 9% over other customers. Um, for outage maps and mobile apps, awareness of those actually increased satisfaction by about 8%. And then awareness of, you know, electronic payment um, options improved satisfaction by 8% as well. So to me, the good news is closing the gap between current offerings and customer awareness is a huge opportunity that marketing can help with. And it doesn't seem like it's that huge a gap in that it seems like it's relatively, should be relatively easy to boost customer satisfaction just by letting them know that these things exist. So how can utilities market these offerings? Yeah, so making customers aware of these tools is definitely kind of low-hanging fruit, if you will. Um, it can, and it can make a big impact. So 
What I would say is utilities should actually first start internally by educating employees across the company. So doing things like product demos and sharing rollout information about solutions is super important and often forgotten. Um, I would say they should make sure that they're including um, key people like their internal leaders, their corporate communications, their marketing teams, of course, uh, their work crews, and um, of course, their call center staff. Call center is so important. Um, they need to be experts in what they're, what you know, the utility is offering or the organization is offering, so they can really help the customer along. Uh, for example, helping them to enroll for services and troubleshoot any issues they're having. They really need to understand what that's going to look like hands-on. Um, it's also important to include program and enrollment information in your call center scripts. So it's built right in, and they're working from that as they go. Um, I would say even better. It's great if you can actually add that to your IVR scripts and on-hold messages. So making sure that you're telling people where to go to report that power outage or find out about their bill. Um, maybe if they're sitting waiting for someone to pick up, they can drop off and actually use one of those other services. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, so those were some great examples of uh, who with, you know, internal to, the internal to the company you need to communicate with to get uh, this information out about, you know, what what tools you offer to the customers. Um, but what about uh, communi communicating directly externally with the customers? Yeah, so there are a lot of um, really cost-effective ways to really get the dues out. Um, first off, I'd probably start on your website. So when there's a service interruption, power outage, or something else going on, that's usually the first place that um, your customers are going to turn. Lots of them don't like to make a phone call anymore, so they're going to go right to your website and figure out, um, you know, what they can do from there. So I would say, you know, use your homepage to promote these solutions that you have. Um, if you have a slider on your homepage that has some, some opportunities to do some promotions, that's a great spot. Um, also, it's super important to make it very visible on your website navigation. So... You know, if you've got a drop-down menu at the top or your navigation that's in the footer of your website, make sure these things are easy to find. Um, oftentimes, we go looking for an outage map or another solution, and it's hidden behind, you know, three or four clicks and drop-downs. So it's not a great experience if they're looking for something, and it doesn't help with awareness at all. Um, another thing I would say is it's... Uh, you know, great to create a dedicated page with program and enrollment information, especially if you're talking about enrolling for, you know, electronic billing or payments. Um, having that all in one spot is a great place and an easy way to link right off of your navigation. Is So while we're talking about websites, have you noticed uh, any difference between websites that are mobile enabled and that aren't? I mean, is that important? You know, it's definitely important. Um, you know, customers are using mobile sites and their phones more than ever before. I mean, I think we kind of know that. Um, but making sure that this information is really easy to get to is super important. So making sure that they can click on a button that right off their phone um, and it's not kind of hidden or so small that they can't work with it. Um, those are all very important. So great point. Uh, anything else besides web pages? Sure. You know, you can also leverage some of the other things you're already doing for communications. So definitely your monthly mailings, um, you know, bills are always a monthly touch point that's great to uh, connect with customers. And we know that they get looked at. 
So, you know, for paper bills, you can always add an insert that would go right along with the bill that would have some information on there about the new tools um, or updated tools, however it may be. Um, that's one place to look. Um, also, if you're doing electronic bills and you've got the customers that are already on the e-billing, um, you can put messaging right on the bill and, you know, in the form of inserts. So whether it's just um, a statement that you add on there or you're doing an insert where you actually put some nice images and promotions um, in a nice visual format, um, that's an option. So I, I have a question about that. So insert obviously is where you or you print information right on the bill. Have you seen customers make use of, I don't know, like uh, like on the printed bill, like links or URLs or QR codes or something that that redirects the customer from the physical paper to something online for more information? Yeah, we have. You know, that's a really smart way to um, kind of link those two different worlds. So we've seen people use, you know, QR codes so people can actually go, the customer can go and scan right from their phone. It takes them right to like that enrollment page we were talking about earlier. That's a great way to kind of connect those things. Also just making kind of a shortened URL. So meaning a, you know, a website link that's nice and short and simple to type in that they don't have to, um, you know, be trying to type in. 55 characters or something. Yeah, you definitely need to make it make it short. Um, yeah, I mean, that, that's not interesting about the monthly bills. I mean, is there anything around e-bills at all that's different than the paper bills when it comes to uh, this customer communication? You know, a lot of it's similar. Like I mentioned, you know, you can definitely do the on-bill messaging even on the electronic bills. Um, oftentimes, you do have some space when you're in your, um, like your billing and payment information area on your website. So where everyone goes to make those payments monthly, there's oftentimes some room for banner ads and things like that. So I would look at those as other opportunities. Um, beyond that, you know, there's your your emails that everyone's done and is used to doing, um, but just sending an announcement and a reminder to customers about certain services. Um, you can certainly promote your outage map and other tools kind of ahead of hurricane season or if you know weather is coming. With the recent coronavirus threats, promoting online payments or kiosks made a lot of sense. Um, it was a good way to keep customers out of walk-in centers and away from employees and other customers. Um, in addition to these emails and monthly mailings, there's also things like your monthly newsletter. So having a spot in there where you feature a different tool each month is an opportunity. Um, and then obviously, as you get new ones, it's a great way to sort of announce and make people aware. Mm -hmm. Do you find people um, read monthly newsletters? Do you have any I don't know, data on that or any anecdotal uh, stories? Well, we know that things that come with your monthly bill are often read. Um, I don't know that I have anything very specific on that. So that just reminds me, our um, our local waste management company, uh, Western Disposal here, so they send out a newsletter. And what they do is they put customer names. They'll, like At the beginning of the newsletter, they'll say there's three customer names somewhere in the, in the copy somewhere and if you can find your name in there give us a call and you'll get you know whatever prize or whatever so like you scan it and it's really hard to uh to find their names to find people's names because they're just kind of hidden in there but it's really effective because i end up reading the monthly newsletter of a waste management company yeah go figure but um anyways mm -hmm. there's different ways you can you can make things sticky obviously 
Yeah, it's definitely kind of a gamification idea, right? Where you uh, make it a bit of a game and people do interact with content more when you do that. So always something to keep in mind. Right. So when you're talking about emails, you're talking about essentially touching on digital channels. Have you, um, I know there's places for SMS text to go out in terms of like, like events or outages and stuff. Do you see utilities using SMS text for these like broader type of communications? You know, you have to be a little bit careful with SMS. Um, you know, there are some rules and regulations around that with the TCPA. Um, if you're just communicating about a, a new service offering or something like that, that's considered more of a marketing or promotional um, sort of situation that you're not able to do that unless you have a full opt-in from somebody. Now, if you're sending messages about a weather event, it's a lot more um, loose than that. So you have some more opportunities, but I'm definitely not an attorney. So you want to talk to your legal counsel on that before you send anything via SMS. Right, right. I know I, I definitely don't want uh, unsolicited calls showing up on my phone. So that makes sense. What about social media? That seems kind of big. Yeah, social media is another great place that utility customers are going to turn when they have questions or, you know, during those events like this coronavirus or the outages. Um, so, you know, I think you need to be ready to answer questions that are frequently asked. Um, another great thing to do is kind of share how-to videos in those formats. So, you know, how do you use your power outage map when you've got something going on like that or how to sign up for e-billing? That's a great format for that. Um, some of these communications can really even be automated. So, uh, for example, some companies are using chatbots now on Facebook Messenger. So that allows customers to inquire about their account balance, report an interruption in service, or even pay bills, all just interacting through Facebook Messenger. So very neat way to do that and all automated. And the beautiful part about that is these chatbots work 24 hours a day and, um, can give people access to resources, you know, not just answer those questions, but also send them off to, you know, your frequently asked questions page or even suggest other product offerings. So other things I would mention briefly, and, you know, we could probably go on and on, but, you know, press releases and just using the press in general is, is a great way to share um, new offerings. So, uh, Definitely news conferences and press releases are a good way to kind of get that news out there. And it really allows you to sort of leverage the, your local news to help pick up some information about that and share that with your audience. So for things like power outage maps too, it's really great because they oftentimes will hold on to these resources and use them when they're reporting on an outage. So they'll go on and find current outages. And even we've seen them lots of times been shown during you know a newscast. Um, and then just lastly, I'll mention on, you know, there's also just other creative ways to kind of get this out there that you might not even be thinking about. Um, and sometimes you might want to spend a little money. Um, we've seen some really fun stuff. Um, one of our clients actually promoted their alerts and signing up for alerts right on their company vehicles. So they did a wrap and right on the back of the uh, the van, it said how to sign up for alerts about, and again, they were about outages and payments and all that sort of thing. Um, and then they also had it all around the entire, the entire van. So people were just seeing it out on the road. Um, we also had another client, Amron, who um, did some really creative and funny TV ads that helped boost their enrollment for their customer notifications. 
So they did spend a little bit of money, but they really did see the reward from that. So it's definitely something to keep in mind. Um, and then there's just other things like um, possibly using outdoor signage like your billboards. That's another place that people will see and it's highly visible. Um, and then I will say just kind of in the in the vein of spending a little bit of money, promoting some of your social media posts really helps to expand your reach. So for a little, just a little bit of money, sometimes you can really have a big impact. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are all really great ideas. I seem to remember like seeing on Twitter, sometimes on like utility Twitter feeds, you know, the utilities might do event sponsorship. They might, uh, it might be some community event, um, I don't know, big picnic and they might sponsor all the trash cans or, you know, stuff like that where they, where they get their name out there and, um, you know, let people know the services they offer there or show up at farmer's markets or things like that. Yeah, that was another one. There was another one that Ameren did and had some great results with that. They did some kind of community outreach where, yeah, they they hosted the picnic and people came out and they helped them sign up for e-billing and sign up for alerts. That's pretty cool. That's, um, yeah, so it was like last, last month, the, the last episode we did with um, Bill, Bill LeBlanc, at one point he talked about uh, utilities and uh, empathy with the customers. And customers don't really want, they don't care about kilowatt hours. They care more about how they feel and the emotions. And when I was talking with Bill, we were talking about how the utility can uh, get empathy with their customers. So so now when you're talking about this example about Ameren being out at uh, the community event, I mean, there's like real people representing the utility, talking with real people representing the customers. And there's that that uh, person-to-person uh, relationship or contact that um, can, can only be helpful, right? So um, I think those are really great examples. So you gave a lot of examples of how utilities can promote their self-service tools. And it's possible that a utility might have lots of self-service pro- tools. So at some point, they need to prioritize and to say, oh, this is the one we're going to focus on because they have limited resources, marketing resources. Uh, how Do you have some thoughts on how utilities can prioritize how to uh, promote these self-service tools? Yeah, I think there's a couple of different approaches that we've seen people take. Um, one being sort of looking at your priorities. Um, lots of people are really looking to drive more e-bill and e-payment adoption. That's a big goal for many of the organizations because obviously it helps to save on costs and increase you know, payment speed. Um, and we found that it's a big opportunity because 40% of customers still receive a paper bill and 25% still use the mail to pay their bills. Um, that's actually something we found out in our Kuber research. So just an interesting stat there. Um, but this is a great audience to target for you know your online payment channels or recurring payments. So that's definitely one approach. Um, you know, other companies are actually looking at the overall market in general and trying to make decisions that way on what to be promoting. First, so for example, um, smart speakers have had some incredible adoption rates, um, about 40% growth in smart speakers in the U.S. since 2018. Um, about 35% of U.S. households have a smart speaker today, and they think that number is going to jump to 75% by 2025. So people looking at that and organizations really looking at those numbers may decide that they want to really focus on their voice-enabled self-service channels and get the, the message out on that first. I, yeah, and I think that's great. I mean, I know uh, we do offer some 
smart speaker type offerings at Kubra. But the kind of thing I'm thinking about is, um, you know, either like national public radio or some of these talk shows. Now, a lot of them, they'll have what they call their skills and you can actually just go learn stuff about that organization from, from your smart speaker. I mean, obviously you can interact with your smart speaker too, but um, in some ways it seems like uh, it's almost like an automated podcast or it could be that way. So that, yeah, it's a great idea. Another way to get your, um, uh, your message out. So utilities already have a bunch of data about their customers. Um, how can they use that data to better market to their customers and create a more personalized experience? So, uh, great question. Companies can really use, you know, their business intelligence to learn more about their customer preferences and, um, you know, preferred tool usage. For example, we worked on a business intelligence project with a utility, um, and their goal was to drive paperless adoption. So, we helped them compile payment data that Kubra had along with demographic data that's available in the market when those were things like ages, ethnicity, language, household size, and how they pay. And we took this and um, made some analysis. And what we found was that many of the people that were still getting paper bills were actually in the Spanish-speaking households. So with that, we discovered, you know, there was a great need to make sure that anything that they were promoting, anytime they were talking about these payment channels, they needed to make sure that it was done both in English and Spanish. And so that was something new that they learned and really one way that you can use you know, this BI to help improve your marketing and to help improve your promotions of your tools. Well, Allison, you've provided some really uh, good examples here um, about different ways that utilities can market their self-serve features to their customers. Um, you've given us some good statistics, you know, on things like smart speakers, different channels. Um, I was wondering if you could, if you have any final thoughts for our listeners. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I think kind of what we talked about here today is really the fact that there's a lot of opportunity for, um, you know, organizations to just increase usage by making customers aware of what they've got available. So uh, lots of opportunity, which I think is, is a positive. And I think there's a lot of different tools and different channels they can use without, you know, investing a lot of um, time and resources. So hopefully that's a, that's a good thing for everyone. Um, I will mention really quickly that on our Kubra website, we do have a few resources available. So we do have a white paper that you could download that's um, called Tips for Promoting Self-Service Solutions. And then as well, you can take a look. There's quite a few case studies that are also um, online that allow you to kind of see what other Kubra clients have done. Um, and then if you are a current Kubra client, uh, we do have playbooks that actually help walk you through different ways for, for promoting, you know, individual services like your um, e-payments or, you know, when you get a new outage map, how do you go about um, promoting that? Well, that's great. So I, um, I hope if people have questions, they can either reach out to you or go, go to the website and get that information. So Allison, thanks for joining us here today and for explaining or for sharing some of the ideas of what, what utilities can do to, to better share their offerings with their customers. Great. Thanks, Alfred. I was really happy to be here. Stay tuned for our next episode to find out how to innovate your payment mix through channels like Amazon Alexa, Facebook, and more. That's all for Experience Better, the CX podcast. If you like the show, 
Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Please send us your questions and continue the conversation with us on Twitter or Facebook at KubraWay. That's K-U-B-R-A-W-A-Y or on LinkedIn at Kubra. Experience Better, the CX podcast is presented by Kubra. I'm your host, Alfred Sawatsky. Goodbye for now. I hope you experience better.